Amen. Okay, I don't want to rehash or redo last week's sermon, but I do want to mention to you Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. We began there and where the command is to bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there'll be food in the house. And um, a lot of people, you know, they look at that and, and people don't like, you know, Malachi chapter 3. Don't go there because that's the place where it talks about tithes. And, you know, I don't, I don't give and I don't give my tithes. I don't do that. I feel bad. Well, quit feeling bad and start doing it, okay? And I don't mean just because uh, you're a bad, bad. No, that's not what I mean is, is if you're not giving, man, you're missing so much. You're missing, if you're not a giver, you are missing so much. And it's not just, oh, the joy that is felt from you. It's not, I'm not talking about that. You listen to me this morning. You listen to me this morning, and hopefully you will realize, if you're not a giver, you'll realize what you're missing, okay? Uh, and I know people do point at that and say, oh, yeah, bring the, the command. This is... If you're skeptical, if, you, if you're negative about God and when God says, oh, do this, and you're like, eh. let me tell you, the most negative Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 13 can be. Malachi chapter 3 says, uh, you know, um, bring the tithes in the storehouse. But then the next things that he says, verses 10 through 13, the most negative you can say that Malachi 3, verses 10 through 13 is, is that it's one command and four blessings. That's the, that's the hardest you can say because you can't just say it's a command because there's four blessings, there are four promises that come right after that. And the first one's already there. We, that's what we preached about last week, that there may be food in the house. There is food in the house. People are blessed when they come to a 2911 worship service. Why? Because somebody paid their tithes. We're blessed. Uh, our kids are being taught uh, in kids' church this morning because somebody paid their tithes. Uh, we have Royal Rangers and girls' clubs on Wednesday night and teen because somebody's paid their tithes. The, the community was blessed just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Great Pumpkin Bash. Why? Because somebody's paid their tithes. These things are happening. Small groups are happening uh, all over town. Just about every night of the week, there's a small group happening. Why? Because somebody's paying their tithes. Somebody's giving of themselves and those things. So, you know, that that's, a, that's an awesome blessing, but there are three more blessings. And so if you say, yeah, God, God's a mean God, to, you know, he's commanded. If you're negative about, this is the most negative you can be about Malachi 3, verses 10 through. So next time you hear Malachi 3, don't, don't automatically respond negative. I know a lot of you brought in church, that's the way you are, but you need to look at this. There, if, the, if you look at this as a command, there's one command and there's four blessings. But I want you to look at it as something different than a command and blessings. I want you to realize this is deeper than that. It's more awesome than that. Okay, and, and here's a place, you know, and some of you, I, I, if you're raised in church, you might have even heard that story where when Jesus was tempted by the devil and, and he was tempted three different ways, and one time Jesus told the devil, oh, I can't do that because you're not supposed to tempt the Lord God. You're not supposed to test God. I can't do that. And so you say, well, you're not supposed to test God. But here in, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, the next bit of that verse right there, this is a place where God says, test me. And Jesus says, don't test God, don't tempt God. But here God says, no, go ahead. I want you to test me. He, he encourages you to test him. Or that, that Hebrew word could be, could be uh, rendered uh, prove. God says, prove me. 
Prove me in this, God says. Well, what is it you want us to prove you in, God? God wants to prove himself to us, and he wants us to just open enough doors so that he can prove himself to us. And, and how does he want to prove? This is what he wants to prove. The, the last part of that verse says this. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to, rest, to store it. This, God says, prove me. Prove me if this is not the God I am, that I want to throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you can't even hold it. This is, this is what God is saying. Test me and prove me if this is really the God I am, that he is the God of one, one command and four blessings, that he is the God that throws open the floodgates and pours out so much on you that you can't even hold it. How much blessing can you hold this morning? I think I can hold a pretty good bit. God, send it on, right? Yeah, send it on, God. I think I can hold a bit. But he says, whatever you think you can hold, he says, I'm going to give you even more than that. He, he says, and, and you ever seen floodgates in a dam? That when the dam gets really, really full, and, and you know, and maybe they're worried about, you know, got to let some down. They open those floodgates, and the water is just shooting out. I, I dare you, you know, just, just Google floodgates and just look at the pictures, if not some video. You couldn't stand in front of the, in front of the, the, the water that is just shooting out. And so this is the imagery we get when we think of floodgates. That God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out so much blood. You won't even be able to stand in the middle of the blessing things that I want to put into your life. This is the God and this, that, that we serve, and, and, and this is the God he wants to prove himself to be to you. So if you're seeing this real negative, like, like oh man, yeah, the pastor's preaching on giving today. Well, we're preaching on Thanksgiving. Give me some thanks. Yeah, this is the time of year for that. But if you see that as really negative, you're missing it. Because you're missing that he's not just, he's not saying, give me, give me, give me. God's saying, open a door for me so I can give to you. So you can be the one to receive. And I want to show you that in several verses of Scripture today. And some of these are the ones that you need. Some of these you need to be praying over your family. Even David. David, you, you know, the one who grew up to become king. He was a shepherd. Wrote a lot of the Psalms. And Psalm 23, the one that a lot of people call the shepherd's psalm, where he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he goes on down in verse 5. In verse 5, he says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup, my, who I am, my cup, wh wh what it is that I need from God, it overflows with blessings. It is overflowing with blessings. That, that my cup, but when I think about the things that I need from God, and I think about the things, oh God, please fill my cup. He, he says, David tells us even then, my cup overflows with blessings. And see, we, we've been so, I, I, and I think we can get spoiled, right? People can get spoiled, right? We've become so spoiled in this country, we don't understand that we have it overflowing. You know, that, that there's probably not a parent in this room. Maybe there's one or two that some time ago this happened to you. There's probably not a parent in this room that has ever had to decide one night, do I eat or do my kids eat? There's, we don't understand what lack is. We don't understand what not enough is because we always have enough. Maybe you didn't have steak every night this week, but you had something, didn't you? And, and there's probably not a single parent last night in this room who went to bed without something to eat because you only had enough, that you had to make the choice. Is, is there enough in this bowl for everybody or do I have to choose between me and my kids? You know, so, and so when we look at it, we, we think a lot of times, yeah, we want a, a little bit more, a little bit more because we want these things and these things. And maybe we don't have the stuff we want, but we are abundantly and stinking blessed. I mean, look around you. You know, just look around you. Do you, you see anybody looks like they've missed a whole lot of meals this week? 
I mean, we are blessed. We are blessed. And David says this, my cup runs over with what I think I need. My cup is running over. That's how blessed I am. I look around and I see what God has done in my life. And I, I tell you, I'm blessed. I'm terribly, I want to tell you about some of my specific blessings next week. I, I, I was going to do it this week, but it's going to fit next week. I think even better. I want to tell you, I am blessed. I want to testify to God. I want to because I, I, want, to, I want to keep the blessings flowing. Because, man, he's, he's, he's done tremendous. And if you don't, if, if you feel like, if you're in one of those places, you feel like your cup isn't, isn't filled, then this morning, pray these, pray these scriptures. Let, let the prayer, make up your mind right now. There's a prayer team member who wants to pray these scriptures with you today. And believe God to minister. Just like, just like the story, the true story, um, where, where Jesus was speaking one day, and, and the crowd gathered. The crowd was so big that they counted 5,000 men plus women and children. So 5,000 families. 5,000 families was, were there listening to Jesus, and, and the disciples come to Jesus late in the day and say, look, it's late, Jesus. We've got to send them home so they can get something to eat. You know, it wasn't a McDonald's on every street corner back in those days, right? Got to send them home. And Jesus says, no, don't send them home. You feed them. So they looked around, and all they had was they had one little boy's lunch. A little boy said, I'll give my lunch. And so they had this one little lunch. So Jesus said, okay, make everybody sit down. And so Jesus took the lunch, and he performed a miracle. He prayed over it, he blessed it, and he began breaking it and praying over it. And he touched every piece. And as he, as he broke the bread and as he broke the fish apart, he gave it to the disciples and they started sharing. And 5,000 families were filled. And in uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 20 says, they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Now, if you've been here very long and you've heard me preach from this, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm about to say right here because I've said this several times. It's, it's like, you know, one of the things I always think about when I'm reading this is, is, is I, I see this picture of, of all this is happening. Jesus is there and he's with the food and he's breaking the bread and blessing it and handing more to the disciples and, and, you know, and they're taking it and they're taking it and they're taking it and, and you know, uh, the, last, the last guy says, oh, I can't hold anymore. When the last guy does it, you know, the apostle John, he's already headed down the aisle with, with some more food, you know, and Simon Peter, he's over here going down the, and they've, they've already got more food and everybody's like, I can't hold anymore. And, and so, so the, they start gathering it all up, but, but Jesus is still breaking bread and, and he's still multiplying the fish as long as everybody is, is saying that they're still hungry until that. And it's, it's like when, when, when they finally stop, Jesus is already, he, he has already prepared 12 baskets full that nobody wants. It's like he has already prepared the blessing that nobody is going to receive today. That somebody, that some, nobody here is going to accept. And, and I think back, back to Psalm 23, when, when David was writing that, that in the middle of it, he said, you prepare a table before me, even in the middle of my enemies, even in the middle of my battles, even in the middle of my struggles, the middle of my trials, the middle of my valleys, God, you prepare a table in front of me that, of all the stuff that I need. And, and I, see, I see this in my mind's eye a lot of times, like at the end of the service, and, and God is so desperately wanting to, to give somebody a blessing. He's already prepared the blessing that nobody is going to eat. He's already prepared the blessing and laid it out like a table in front of him. So the prayer team is, they're almost like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like they're hosts or something or, you know, or they're, they're food service personnel. Like, you know, come on, we want to help you get to the table and, and what can you have? And you know what? Every week, I believe we, we leave this place and the table is still at least three quarters full for all the people that have all, all the stuff that God wants to give us and bless us with. He is, he is prepared a table, spiritual table in front of us, and yet he's already prepared the stuff that nobody wants. But you know what? I say, God, I'll take it. 
I'll take it. So if you, if you leave today and you leave your stuff on the table, I, I'd say, God, I'll take it. You know what? I believe he'll give it to me or somebody. Yeah, I've got a scripture for you on that in just a few moments. You'll see it, okay? It's a, but this is what he does, that God prepares more than you will need. And he's already done that. You don't have to beg him for it. It's already done. Before, before you get, get full today, he's already preparing the next. And for somebody else, he's already doing this. this. This is the God that we serve. It's the God of one command and four promises. It's the God who, who fills us with, his cup, with our cups running over. It's the God who blesses us. And then he has 12 baskets. When he started with one basket, now he's got 12 times as much as he had in the first place. This is the God that we serve and we are so stinking blessed because that's what he does for us. That's what he, and if, and if you're not living in that, oh man, let us pray for you today because this is, he says, prove me. This is the God I want to be in your life. I don't want to be a, you know, that you got to live hand to mouth. You got to live paycheck to paycheck. That's not his plan for you. He says, he says, he is the God that blesses abundantly. Let me show it to you right here. This scripture right here uh, in uh, Luke chapter six, give and you'll receive your gift will return to you in full or full measure. This is Jesus speaking. He says, give and you will receive in full measure will your gift return back to you. And then Jesus starts painting some pictures for us. And he uses every little idea of every example that he can think of in these few moments. He, rem he uses every single one of them, here, 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 and here. And, and look, this, this, somebody told me after service, they said, I think that's your favorite scripture because you really get into that one. I do like this one, okay? Uh, and so get into it with me, okay? Because God wants to prove to you this is the God he is. He's not an ogre. He's not a commander. He, that's not, he is the God who wants to do this for you. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down. Y'all know what that means? I learned what that meant when I was a little boy. And my mom would call to me, you know, that the kitchen trash can was full and she would want me to take the trash out. And you know what I discovered? I discovered when mom thought the trash can was full, it wasn't really full. <laughs> right? It wasn't really full. You know, if I stuck my foot down in it two or three times, I could make some more room. This is what Jesus is talking about. But he's talking about blessings. You know what? He's saying, he's saying, you know, we come to church. I mean, this is great. I love it. This is awesome. And, you know, we get ready. We get up. We're ready to run out the door. You know what Jesus said? Well, no, 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 no. Come back here. I, I, you got some more room for some more blessings, don't you? Oh, and we're running out the door, or, or we, we don't even get, even get the first bits. It's like everything is still on the table, and we're running out the door. You know, it's like you're going to go to, you know, your grandmother's or somebody's house for Thanksgiving, you know, and, and they're going to they're gonna say, oh, no, 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 you can, you can have some more of this, you know, and maybe you could, you're taking some home, and, and, and you're taking a little bit. They say, no, 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 you got more room on that plate, you know? You, you know people like that, you know, your grandmother or whatever, you got a little bit more room, you know? Uh, uh, like when my mom, you know, when she, she, cook, she uh, cuts the dessert, you know, we, we, most of us normally say, I want half of one of your slices, mom, you know, what you cut, because she always thinks that we can do just, that. That's Jesus. You know why your grandma, you know why my mom, you know why your grandmother's that way? Because it's the attitude that God has toward us that he puts inside of us. If we don't kill it, it's still there. And, and that, and that when, when, when we're, we feel like we're blessed and we're, and, and so, no, Jesus, no, 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 you got room for more. Come on back here. I got some more. 
come on, is anybody getting this? Is this, is this what you want to hear? This? Come on, listen. Some of you are, some of you are like, you feel like you just, you're living on this much. And Jesus said, yeah, you are because you're not really full. Man, just like that garbage can. You know, you're not really full. Come on. And Jesus says, let me push down and let me see if I can put some more in you. I believe you can hold a few more blessings, can't you? Oh, and then he, go, then he says, uh, 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 to make, uh, shaking together to make room for more. Shaking together to make last night, Kristen, Kristen contacted me. They had, they had to make some changes this morning, something they were doing, and they needed, they needed a little filler. And so I have a high-tech toy in, in the, the kids' playroom at our house where our grandkids play, and she asked me if I would bring it. It is a high-tech toy. It is a tub full of, Le- of, of Legos. You know, it's really high, really high-tech. And so I, I go up there, and the tub, I can't get the lid on it. Because and I thought, and I thought, well, I think the, the, the lid used to go on this, and so I started taking Legos out, you know, thought, well, I can, you know, can't get them all in there anymore. And then I realized, you know what happens, you, you build something and you don't take it completely apart when you put it back in, and so it wasn't going all good. So I started taking some of them apart, you know, and making some more room, and then putting them in there. And then I picked it up, and I shook it. And when I shook it, you know what happened to the Legos? They all started settling, didn't they? And, and it made room. I put the lid, put some of them back in there, put the lid back on top, and I was able to bring it here. Here's, here's more imagery of what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you think you're full. But he says, I look and I'm seeing, I'm seeing lots of space down there. Let me shake it and let me see if I can squeeze. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah, isn't this good? This is who, and this is who God says, prove me. I want to prove to you this is the God that I am. Come on, shake it. I can get more in you than that. Don't, don't hurry out of here today. I can squeeze more blessing into your life than that. And so shake, and he shakes it up. That's, that's what God wants to prove to you that he is. Uh, shaking together to make room for you. Running over, running over. Okay, we've already been there, right? Back in Psalm 23, verse 5. Running over. And God says, this is the God I want to prove to you I am. And so Jesus is thinking about this, and he said, this is what I'll do if you give, and this is what I'm going to do for you, is I'm going to, I'm going to press it down. I'm going to shake it together. I'm going to pour it, and it's still, even though I've pressed it down, even though I've shaken it together, it is still going to be running over outside of what you can contain. That I'm going to pour it into your lap. Into your lap. You ever been sitting at a table, and something start falling off, and you just you know, it's like you, you can't, you just try, try to catch it before it hits the floor, you know. Don't know if they swept, don't know if they cleaned, you know. Five second rule might not work here in this house. I better get it all, you know. Don't, don't, don't miss anything. We're at, we ask God, God, I need something, right? And Jesus says, I don't want to just feel your hands, I don't want to just feel your arm. I'm going to pour it into your lap. You know, more than just, you know, we're asking for this. And, you know, I know some, some, some of y'all probably said, oh, he's just preaching all that. No, 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 no. I'm preaching what God says. God says, prove me. That is the God that I am. This is the God that I am, that I want you to be blessed. I don't want you living paycheck to paycheck. I don't want you wondering how you're going to take care of things. I want to be your provider. So let me, and I'm going to, I'm going to press it down. I'm going to shake it together, and I'm going to pour into you so much that it's still going to fall over into your lap. That's the God that he says he is, and he dares us, dares us to prove that that's who he is. Dare, and I dare you prove, because that's what he says he does. The amount you give will be determined by the amount, will determine the amount you, give back, you get back. 
And here's, one, here's, here's another little area there. You know, this, he's the God that is more than enough. And he wants to prove to you that he is the God that is more than enough. Just some, some of you, you know, I'm sorry. Some of those old songs, I remember there was one something about he may not come when you call him, but he'll come on time. That ain't God. You know, that, that's not the God. You know, what you're going to find out is you thought he showed up at the last minute. No, you just finally opened your eyes and saw him at the last minute because he was there before you got there. And he will be there when you're gone because somebody else is going to show up at that same place of need sometime, and he's already there. He is not the God of maybe. He is not the God of last minute. He is not the God of just a little bit. He is the God of more than enough. And uh, uh, let's go to my scriptures there. Um, in, in Luke chapter 15, uh, the, the story of the, par- uh, uh, the, the prodigal son. You remember that story, if you've heard it? Uh, this, this guy, he, he takes the money that it was his inheritance from his father. His father hadn't died. He gets the money from his dad early, and, and he goes out, ends up feeding hogs, and he's so hungry that he wants to eat what the hogs are eating. And then he comes to his senses. You know, the hired servants in my dad's house have more than enough. Here's why this is important to me and you. is because what Jesus was doing is he was drawing us a picture of the relationship our Heavenly Father has with each one of us. And what it is telling us is that our Heavenly Father looks at us and he says, well, you can have a little bit and you can have a little bit. No, even the hired servants have more than enough. Not just the, not just the people. The people of this world that don't even acknowledge that he is, that he is God there is more than enough in this world already for everybody here. But, and if that's the way, to, that, that's to who he is. So he is painting a picture for us to, to let us know that's who he is. Uh, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have more than enough. Matthew chapter 25. Here Jesus is, is uh, telling a parable, and this is a story. He's making up a story to, 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 to teach us something. And he said, he said, that a man gives the stuff that he owns and he gives it out, possessions and money, he gives it out to some people and he entrusts them with it. And to the ones who handle the stuff that had been given to them, the ones that handle it correctly, they end up getting blessed and more comes to them. But that's not the end of it. You remember me talking about that table being spread in front of us every Sunday and God said, I'm ready to do something for you. And it's not just on Sunday, it's all through the week. And, and if you don't, and if you leave your something here on the table, you know, I believe God will give it to somebody else that wants it or somebody else that will use it or somebody else that's willing. I'm, re- I'm ready, God. I'm in line. If anybody doesn't want theirs today, I'm, anybody want to get in line with me for the stuff that nobody else wants of theirs? I'm ready, God, if you want to. Because here's what he says. He, he says in this parable, he is saying that the one, you know, when, when God entrusts it to people, the people that handle it correctly, handle it the way they're supposed to, they begin to be blessed and more comes to them. And then he says... Then he says, also take away that that those people didn't receive because of their unbelief or whatever. They didn't, they didn't believe God would do what, you know, the, the one that they were commanded, uh, by, commanded by to do. They didn't believe in that. He said, take that and give it to them because for to everyone who has, the ones who had received and then, then they, they used it in the right way and they were blessed even more from those, even more will be given and he will have more than enough. Is that God, God doesn't waste, okay? He doesn't spread all this table and then let all this go, go away and let all this just go to trash. It's still, it is still a blessing. If he, crea- if, if he created, if he established, if he set up, if he prepared some blessing today for you and you don't want it, it's not going away. I believe God's going to give it to somebody. Somebody's going to get blessed. So don't, don't turn your back on it because he's a God that's more than enough. Uh, Jacob and Esau, I don't know if you know the story of Jacob and Esau. They were, they were brothers who had, had fights growing up and, and they were... They, 
they were antagonistic toward one another. Later in life, God begins to bring them back together. And Jacob wants to give Esau a blessing. He wants to give him some money. And Esau says, no, 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 don't do that. You know, he sounds like he might have been from the South, you know, how we do. You know, so, no, 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 I don't buy my lunch today. I'm going to take care of that. You know, we don't like people doing for us a lot of times, you know. And so that's what Esau was doing. And Jacob said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, for God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough, and I want to give you something. See, this, this is the grace of giving to acknowledge where all of my stuff has come from. And because I have been so blessed by him, I want to give something to you. Because I have, been, and because I have more than enough, I want to give something to you as well. And, uh, and in Psalm chapter 37, look at this, look at this. And, 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 and some of you who are, who are worried about things coming... They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. You, you hear that? Even in famine, they will have. I, I, have, I have purposefully not waded fully into the whole presidential election debate and all of that stuff because I know what's going to happen is the stuff I'm going to say is just going to kind of get overshadowed by all that. I just rather everybody just settle down a little bit, you know, and then let's listen to some reason, okay? And let me, let me give you a little bit of reason right here. It, yeah, it matters who is in the Oval Office, okay? There's going to be some things change based on who's in the Oval Office, okay? But let me tell you, if it gets as bad as some people in this country think, it's not because, and it's not, it's, it's not that our problem is who is in the Oval Office. The problem is, is we fail to make the person who sits on the throne of the universe the person sitting on the throne of our heart. That is the problem, because if we will make the person who sits on the throne of the universe the person who is on the throne of our heart, then the, his word tells us that even in the middle of famine, even if the person sitting in the Oval Office makes all of the wrong decisions and we end up in the worst famine and, and, and depression we've ever seen in this United States, even in the midst of famine, they will have more than enough. That's the God we serve. And he dares you to prove him. Prove that he is God or prove that he isn't. If you really don't, then prove that he isn't. Have the attitude, just, just, just embrace the attitude of, of, of this gracious giving that Jacob had with these. Just and prove it, prove it. It's because God wants to prove to you that he is the El Shaddai. Okay, now go to the scripture right here. This is, this, is where, uh, uh, this is where Jacob is sending Isaac to go find, a, go find a, um, a wife. And he says, may God Almighty, El Shaddai in the Hebrew, bless you and give you many children. And may your descendants multiply and become many nations. And okay, so he's saying, I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. I want you to, this, this is what Jacob is saying to his son. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. And, and, and what, what, did, what does he say to him? He, he, he calls him, he says, may God Almighty, may El Shaddai do that. Now, we don't know exactly what uh, El Shaddai means, that exact, we don't know exactly, there's a lot of conjecture about it. We know El means God, okay? God called himself by a lot of names in the Old Testament because he wanted Israel and us today to know that he is this, he is this, he is this, he, he is everything that we will ever need, he is. Okay, and this should I now it's a lot of conjecture about what it means, but we do know that there are two words shad and die 
which to me, I think, you know, it looks to me like if you add Shad and I together, you get Shaddai, you know? And so there are a lot of people that say this is what it means, okay? And the word shed means one who nourishes, supplies, or satisfies. And the word die means sheds forth, pours out to heap benefits. That sounds like the God I've been telling you about this whole message. And so when, when, when Jacob is saying, the El Shaddai go with you. He is saying the one. I want, because I want you to have many children. I want you to have many things. I want you to be abundantly blessed. So which, which, God, which name of God would he use? He would say this one, right? The one who nourishes, supplies, and satisfies, sheds forth, pours out, and to heap benefits. This is the God that I, that I send for. And here's what God says. God is saying to us in Malachi chapter 3, test me, prove me, show. I want you to know that I am the El Shaddai that pours out, that blesses, that heaps blessing on top of blessing. I want to prove to you that that is exactly who I am. He dares you to do it. He dares you to do it. But here's the, here's the kicker with it. Here's, here's the reason we never get there. is because we can't get over the one command for the four blessings. We can't get over that. And see, it is so much deeper than that. It's not one command of four blessings. What it is, this is a relationship. He invites us into partnership. And he says, he doesn't say, give me, give me, give me. He's saying, if you will just open a door for me, I want to give you, if you'll just open a door for me, I want to give you and give you and give you and give you. Because this is who I am. Because I am the God who opens the floodgates of heaven and pours out blessings on you that you cannot contain. Because I am the El Shaddai who heaps upon you. Because I am the one who fills your cup to overflowing. Because I am the one who, who after I've taken care of everything, there are leftovers, 12 baskets full of leftovers. Because I am the one who presses it down, who shakes it together where it is running over, dumping it into your lap more than you can hold. I, I, that is who I am and I want to prove that. Just, oh, just open the door for me and I'll do it and do it and do it and do it again. It's a partnership. And so, it's a, so as long as you look at this as a command, you're never going to get this whole thing. And you're still going to be, well, I don't understand. What are they talking about? Be blessed, 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 blessed. You see, I don't want you to get the first part. I don't want to get you to get the command. I want you to get the partnership part. You get the partnership part, you're going to, be, you're going to, you're going to keep pouring back into that field. When you start getting blessed out of that, you're going to keep pouring back into that field. I want you to get this because I want you to be blessed. When you ask me to pray for you, I want to be able to pray for you and know that my prayers are not going to be hindered because you're not a, a partner with God. I want you to receive this. I want you to, because see, here's this thing is, God's got a plan, a whole big plan, okay? And his plan is to take care of everybody. And his plan is to abundantly bless you so much that you've got enough to help somebody else or maybe do something else for somebody. Why else would God, is God wasteful? Why would he pour more into your cup than you, than, than make it run over like that? If you were, to, if you went to your kitchen sink and took a bowl and filled it up with water that you had to take to the other side of your house for something, would you fill it all the way to the brim? No, because you would know on the way over there, what's going to happen? It's going to spill out. So you would not fill it all the way to the brim unless you wanted it to spill out. Why then is God pouring it that much into you? Because he wants it to spill out on somebody else. Why is there 12 baskets of leftovers? What are leftovers for? If it was trash, they would have called it trash. It was leftovers. They were ga- you don't gather, you sweep up trash. They were gathering leftovers. Why? Somebody's going to eat this. 
There's going to be a, there's a blessing beyond what God is doing in this hour and 15 minutes that we have together, like on the side of that hill with 5,000 families. Beyond that, God is doing something bigger than you and I can yet see, and he's already planning for it, and he's already prepared for it. The reason there are leftovers is there's somebody else to help with this. The reason he's pressing it down and shaking it together and it running over and he's dumping it into our laps is because we got to get it to somebody else. That's why he does that. And the thing that happens to us is when we, a lot of times when we get the abundance is we want to wrap our arms around it and think, okay, he's given this to me and I got to protect it and I got to hold on and we miss the whole point. It was never God's intention for governments to set up social programs, welfare, food stamps. It was never God's intention for single moms to have to depend on the government for welfare and food stamps. It was never God's intention for widows to have to depend on food stamps to choose whether I feed the dog today or me. It was never God's intention. You know what God's intention was? For the church to do it. And you know, and what's happened is because the church stopped doing it and the government stepped in and took care of it. And then you know what the church did? The church said, okay, go ahead, government. We've been fine. We're fine. And so we don't even, we don't look anymore. Just because the government's doing it does not absolve us of the responsibility to do it still. That when we see somebody in need, when we see somebody hurting, in the book of Acts, it tells us the early church, as soon, right as soon as that church was planted, you know one of the first things they did? People who had a lot of extra stuff, they sold it and they gave it so that they could take care of people that didn't have enough. Someone said about that early church that no one was satisfied with too much as long as someone else had too little. That's the heart of God. So when God says, prove me, he's not just proving to us that he wants to bless us tremendously. He wants to bless everyone. He wants to allow us to be part of the blessing. And you know what? If you've ever, if you've been in that place for a long time, or if you've ever been there where there's not enough, that ought to excite you that God says, I want to bless you so much beyond what you think, because you think you just need this to get by this week. God says, no, I want to bless you so much that you become a blessing to somebody else. That's what God says, prove me. Prove me that I cannot be outgiven. Prove me that I cannot make, meet every need that you will ever have in your life and then also allow you to be a blessing to somebody else. So, and what happens then is a lot of us, because of our need and our want, we stop reaching outside and we stop blessing. Would you do me a favor? Would you join me at the front, if you will, stand and come to the front? If you're a first-time attender... We like to close around front with a final song and a final prayer. And if you're, you're comfortable, we'd love to have you join us. Let, let, me, let, me, let me drive that last little point home I was making there just before we close. So if you will come join us this morning. If you have financial needs, you know, this, this, this is the Sunday to come let the prayer team pray with you, okay? Because, I mean, this was the sermon today. You are blessed. Just, we need to quit letting things hinder our blessing. But, but even if you've got some other need that's not a financial, whatever your needs are, if you're, somebody's sick in your family, some other need, please let us pray with you today, okay? Three or four years ago, I preached a message on, on, on sowing seed, I think it was, and um, and I actually went and counted. I, I got the average. You know, like if you'd put a kernel of corn, 
in the ground and you got that stalk shoot up, how many, something like seven to 10 ears based on just what kind of corn it was that could, could come from that particular stalk of corn. And then how many kernels of corn were on each one of those ears, each one of those cobs? How many? And if you think from one little kernel of corn, that's who God is. Can you imagine a farmer begins with one handful of corn and he puts it in the ground and that, that year then the abundance of all the corn that he has. And you know, if he doesn't eat any of the corn, but he just, just keeps planting that corn, he will have more corn than he has ground to plant it in. That, that's who God is, you know? And so when God says sowing and, and reaping, and you know, and the harvest and the seed and all of that, it's all through nature so that it can teach us what, what God, the way God works with all of that. And so the, 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 the more we plant, the more we've got, and, and, and as you continue to plant and plant and plant, it continues to grow. There's only one way that the harvest ever ends. That's when you consume all the seed. Think about that. When you consume all the seed instead of replanting some of it, finding another place to plant, looking for somebody around you and, pl and planting a seed. Because when you plant the seed, they get blessed and you get blessed too. So you get two blessings out of that seed instead of you just consuming it and getting one blessing for just a little while and it's gone. When we consume all the seed, the harvest has to stop because there's no more seed. And that's what most people are doing today consuming all the seed, and not understanding this is God's plan. It's not just his plan for, it's his plan for you. It's his plan. He's saying, open a door for me. Partner with me. Open a door and let me make you abundantly blessed. Prove, prove to yourself that he is the God that is more than enough. Can I pray over you?